Can't sell it anywhere else, man. It's right here in West Virginia. This is the Community Podcast with Zach Beard and Aaron Marco, two Morgantown real estate agents highlighting the good people of our city and state. We're taking you behind the sign, connecting interesting people, places, and faces. Why they do what they do and how they came to be doing it. We're building a better community. You know, Aaron, I watch uh, a lot of a lot of documentaries on Netflix and Hulu, even sometimes on YouTube, and it is mind blowing all the different ways that people have committed crimes over the years. And then, you know, without a doubt, the majority of people get caught. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm glad that's the case. But sometimes they go on forever. They definitely do. Caught. Cold case files, man. Yeah. And I was adding it up and doing some googling, and there's got to be. 20 to 30,000 different laws that can be broken in the United States. Is that what's on the books right now? 30,000 laws? Something like that. I feel like there might be 30,000 laws just here in Morgantown. There might be. There's a lot of ways to break the law. Let's there put are. it that way. There's a lot of ways to break the law. And who knows what that number is. But anyways, it's interesting to think that one of those ways, back in time, even still maybe today, putting together some dough, some meat, and some cheese... So anybody. actually, what do you mean by that? How, how is that breaking the law, Zach? How's that breaking the law? Well, from what I've, I've read on Google and chatting with our guests a little bit beforehand, creating those three things into a, a pepperoni roll. Oh, so you're talking about a pepperoni roll. Talking about a pepperoni well, there's roll. There's some big news about a pepperoni roll. You've probably heard it. There sure is. What is the news? What is that news? That news is that it's official state food. Cue the applause. Yeah, the state food. It's about time. It is about time. Been a long time coming. So 2019, you were the world champion. Was that what it was? Well, Pepperoni I mean, maybe that's just going a little bit too far. World champion. I don't know. I guess it was open to the entire world, so I guess you could construe it that way. But I was the uh, Triple S Harley Davidson champion pepperoni roll maker. Yeah, and those are delicious. And oddly enough, you got your signature seal of approval even from one of the uh, founding members of the pepperoni roll. That was the biggest feather in my cap right there. And she's here with us today. Lisa, good morning. Good morning, guys. Famous name in the world of pepperoni rolls, Argiro. <laughs> Am I pronouncing that right? Argiro. Argiro, yes. Argiro, Argiro. Okay, yeah. so so what is your lineage with the, the famous pepperoni roll? Well, my grandfather, Giuseppe Argiro, uh, was the first to commercialize pepperoni roll in West Virginia, uh, actually United States, because as you guys were saying at the beginning, West Virginia is one of the very few states where pepperoni rolls are even allowed to be made. Even legal. Legally. Yeah. Because of the meat within the dough. They're not allowed to um, cook the meat within the dough other states. Before we head too far down that road, tell us a little bit about the history of the pepperoni as you know it. I know you spent a lot of time, so Country Club Bakery, tell us a little bit about the history of the Country Club Bakery, its role within, uh, well, its role, there you go, <laughs> uh, within pepperoni rolls, and a little bit of the history on the pepperoni roll, what you might know. Okay, well, fortunate enough, I had relatives who lived a long time, so they were able to pass down all the history um, as to exactly what went on. Um, back around 1924, my grandfather was um, hired by what is now Consol Coal Company to come over from Italy 
from Calabria to West Virginia, north central West Virginia, as an explosives expert. They needed somebody in the mines that knew how to work with dynamite, and he was in the military, an Italian army back at that time, um, as an explosive expert. So um, he came back and forth between 1924 to about 1927. He came back and forth um, and worked for Consol. Until finally, uh, 1927, he brought my grandmother and at that time two children and almost a third child. Uh, she was pregnant at the time. Brought them over and um, she basically said, you go, you're going to have three children, so you got to stop playing with dynamite. <laughs> basically. <laughs> so, um, and again... He saw in the mines where the miners were bringing sticks of pepperoni and bread with them and, you know, having to go underground and carry a backpack isn't, isn't that great. So um, they came up with the idea for the pepperoni roll. And the households, you know, the Italian households back then were making them. But he was the first one to actually commercialize on it, to sell it to the grocery stores, to sell it to the people, um, that was about 1928 when he started it. They actually started on a, in another section of town um, on Robinson Street in Fairmont, and they called it the People's Bakery. And um, he did just breads and bakery, you know, baked goods, not pastries. Um, and the pepperoni roll is what they sold. And then in about 1953... They moved out to Country Club Road in Fairmont and called it the Country Club Bakery. Um, still in operation today. Still in operation today. Uh, Chris Pilata Jr. Uh, purchased the bakery off my father. Uh, my father took the bakery over in the 60s after my grandfather passed away. And he ran it until about uh, 1997 when they sold it to the Pilata family who have kept up the tradition. Uh, the tradition, and uh, are making them today. So was the bakery started for the pepperoni roll, or was it already in, it was already functioning prior to that? Well, um, it wasn't commercialized. Okay. Let's put it that way. People may have made them in their homes and things, but they weren't in, like, the grocery stores or restaurants, uh, places like that. But the that. family was already baking breads and things of that nature, and then the pepperoni roll, roll became... Came Kind of the main thing. Now, I know they still make other breads and things of that nature, do they not? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so can you actually just go down to the shop and go in and pick up stuff yeah. there, storefront? And I know they distribute a yeah. lot. Yeah, Country Club Bakery still has where you can walk in, pick up your orders, and, you know. Well, you know, a handheld bread and meat combination is, is, a, is a thing that's so special, and every kind of uh, culture kind of has its own thing. And uh, this is certainly endemic to Appalachian right here in West Virginia. Zach, what's your favorite handheld like that? Depends on my mood. You know, I don't have one specific thing. I love tacos. I love gyros. I love pepperoni rolls. For me, a pepperoni roll, though, is typically something I put in my backpack if I'm hunting or out on the trail backpacking. Yeah. Or, even, you know, if I've got a long day on the road or showings, I might grab one or two. And I'll tell you what's so funny. All these eat. regional things um, – you know, so if you, we think about Philadelphia, what, what's Philadelphia known for? Cheesesteak. Yeah, cheesesteak. Bagels in New York. Um, 
And so the pepperoni roll really is only right here in West Virginia. Now, there, it has expanded a little bit to southwestern Pennsylvania, a little bit of Ohio, a little bit at this point in time. Even Michigan, and yeah. Actually, you can kind of run into actually it. Actually, Ohio brings them in from West Virginia. Ohio is one of the states where they are not allowed to They make. can't manufacture, but they can sell there. Yes. Okay. So what was the problem? Why, 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 why would the pepperoni roll be illegal somewhere? Well, back in uh, toward the mid— 70s, uh, when the administration changed in D.C., Washington, D.C., um, they classified the bakeries that made pepperoni rolls, they reclassified them instead of a bakery as a slaughterhouse because they were cutting meat. Okay, Even though it was cured and packaged and everything, they classified them as a slaughterhouse. Well, in order for these bakeries to come up to code to be a slaughterhouse, the expense was so much, they were like, no, we, we can't afford it. You had to put them out of business. Yeah, I mean, you have to get, uh, you know, all sorts of different things they had to do. But they were just cutting cooked or cured meat. There That's was nothing right. raw about it. So That's why wasn't it just be a deli? Because, again, you have somebody... Because it's government sex. Yeah, it's government. <laughs> it was somebody... Out in Washington, D.C. that never even saw a pepperoni roll, right. had no idea what a pepperoni roll was. All they saw was, hey, you're cutting meat. And it was really Jay Rockefeller that went to bat for the state and was Jay, able to get that passed. Um, uh, Jay Rockefeller and Randolph, uh, Jennings Randolph. Oh, really? They were both, both of those yeah. gentlemen were instrumental in... Um, Getting the carve out. Going to D.C. and, mm -hmm. you know, representing... The guys who own the, the bakeries here in North Central West Virginia, I mean, it was a group effort. You both, uh, you know, Monongalia, Marion, Harrison County, um, all those owners got together, and they went to these guys and said, "Hey, we need some help here," because mm -hmm. no nobody was listening at the time. And evidently, they delivered. They did. They did. Um, There's got to be some stories behind that too. You know, a trip to D.C. Would have been a big deal back then. Uh, yeah, the guys were, <laughs> I remember they all gathered in my dad's bakery in the office and they were having discussions of what to do and this and that. And then the wives got involved. They all wanted to go on shopping trips and everything. That's when the guys said, we got to do something different here. It's going to cost <laughs> us more with the wives going shopping than it's going to cost us to get our bakeries back and running. So, no, they... Um, you know, even though they were competing against each other, they were, they had all friends. They had all grown up and done business together for almost all their lives. So um, it, was, it was a friendly competition is what they had back then. Well, it's a big business now. I mean, pepperoni rolls in West Virginia, and I don't know what they bring in annually, but it's a big business. And there are several big bakeries out there, you know, yeah. playing in that game. Yeah. Um, like I said, the, the only thing with the pepperoni roll is you still have to make them by hand. They, they they have not found a machine because my father, I remember going with my father to all the different machinery companies all up and down the eastern seaboard looking for something that would make a pepperoni roll. Wow, so that's pretty labor intensive actually. Sure I never is. really I never really considered the actual fact that you would have to hand roll each and every one of these you pepperoni hand, rolls. You hand rolled yours, didn't you? Well, I did, but I didn't have to feed thousands and thousands and thousands of people every day, you know, to keep up with the market demands. You know, that's, uh, I didn't consider that. Um, 
football weekends are always a big weekend at the bakery. That's crazy. It's so interesting that such a simple food would be such a debatable food, too, even today. And it will be probably for history, the stick or the slice. You know, what is it going to be? Oh, what, what do you, oh boy, okay, here we go. Guys. Now you opened it up, didn't you, Zach? Wait, there which, it is. Which one you guys want? I'm a slice guy. I'm slice uh, as well. Yeah, no, I'm a no, slice no, no, guy. Stick, I'm sorry. I know. Now I there know. was some, a traditionalist. Hardcore. Somebody that took the middle road and was doing both. Really? They took a stick and a slice. Now you don't have to pick. You got the best of both worlds. I don't know about that, uh, man. I don't, I don't like a fence rider, man. Pick something. I've seen people actually chop it up real fine these days, too, and do that. And mix know? it within the dough. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Nah, that's nah. not put real. A, put, put a that's stick not in, real. Put a stick in there. Yes. The whole thing is getting all that oil right into the dough as it bakes. That's yeah. And that, that's it why really pepperoni, is. you have to get a certain grade of pepperoni. Yeah. They get a certain grade of pepperoni when they manufacture them at the bakeries. All the bakeries get a certain grade because they want so much... They don't want to have them too greasy, but then again, you do want some of that. You got to have some of the grease. You got to have some grease. It's got to be in there. So did you did you work in the bakery at all growing up? Oh yes, all the family worked in the bakery growing up. Uh, I remember even like even as a teenager, it was like, "Hey, Dad, I need some money, you know, for tickets to go somewhere, or I want to go to the game." And his his pat answer was. Yeah, you can have that money. Just meet me at the bakery. So you knew, <laughs> you knew you're going to be putting in a few hours of rolling, rolling pepperoni rolls or bagging them or whatever. So yeah, um, I did. My cousins did. Um, yeah, everybody worked the bakery. My mom, um, she worked the office. She was uh, bookkeeping for the bakery. Um, my dad, like I said, he took over full time after my grandfather passed away. Um, so, yeah, everybody worked the bakery. Well, that bakery is a, is a great story. We talk a lot about entrepreneurship on here and, you know, being self-starters and starting your own businesses and things of that nature. And what a great example of that, um, especially on the immigrant side of things coming here and taking something like that and turning it into such a business, especially when it's lasted this long. To what, what percentage do you think of the business is actually pepperoni rolls down there? Uh, I, I would say, uh, over a little over 50%. Yep. So better than half the business. Better probably. than half the business would be your pepperoni roll because of course that's our specialty, but the yep. bread itself, um, cause I know, especially my dad would, uh, experiment sometimes with the bread. Sometimes not all the times because it's a good product. I mm -hmm. mean, it's, it's not a bread. You don't use eggs. You don't use sugar. You just use the yeast, flour, water, um, salt, salt, you know, the four yeah. basics for, yeah. for any kind of bread dough. I know for me personally, just to get a little bit into the minutia of the, of the, the bread for the pepperoni, I like a potato bread. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I make as a potato bread for, for mine. And, um, I think it gives it the, the texture that I like for the, for the bread itself and the, uh, the softness to the dough for me personally. My dad's big thing with the bread was if it held up at Sunday with the spaghetti sauce. <laughs> okay if it doesn't hold up for spaghetti sauce and you don't have a good bread yeah yeah you know, so but uh he enjoyed doing the bread and things like that um like i said later on um he would add uh, especially at holiday times like for easter coming up they'd make the hot crust buns mm -hmm. things like that by special order only um and then sometimes during christmas time he'd have cookies and things I think the Pilata family has added a few pastries during the holiday times that he didn't didn't include at the time when he was at the bakery. But um, 
as far as the pepperoni rolls and the bread and things, they've kept up on that uh, very well, very well. They ship all over. You can ship them wherever you want to. You can sell them and ship them wherever you want to. You just can't manufacture them. You just can't make them. Well, I'll tell you a great story. So um, you're familiar with Krav Maga. So it's an Israeli self-defense system. I'm an instructor in that. And so we had um, Israeli uh, global instruction team members coming to our our gym here in town working on things. And so this Israeli guy comes over, and we take him to Walmart and got him pepperoni rolls and ammunition and stuff for his uh, apartment where he was staying. And it blew his mind that you could go to one store and buy guns, ammunition, groceries, and a pepperoni roll set him off, man. I mean, this this dude fell in love with pepperoni rolls. He wanted to move to West Virginia. He Just really he, for the pepperoni he bought a big roll. he bought a big West Virginia belt buckle for his belt before he left here. That's you know, perfect. So it was it was hilarious to see just the, the astonishment in this guy's eyes. You know um, what took place here in America. So yeah, but uh, yeah, they've shipped them overseas before too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, with the, you know. Shipping today, you can get them anywhere you want them. Yeah. And, of course, if you go to the bakery, they also sell the jars of peppers because, you know, to dress up a pepperoni roll, what do you do? Slice it down the middle, throw some peppers on there, throw some cheese on top. You know, top. around here, they got to be Oliverio's peppers. Yeah. You know, that's generally, right. you know, it's Oliverio's peppers. Well, that's know. what they have there. Yep, exactly. Slice it, put some cheese on top, put it under the broiler for that a little bit. Fantastic. Making me want one now. See, that's where the stick comes in, guys. <laughs> okay. Because you slice it between the sticks. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so there's got to be a little more history, too. How how long did that whole thing go on um, with the debate of, you know, changing the delis over from a slaughterhouse? Uh, that, went, that went on for about a year. About a year. It, it took about a year. And, of course... Um, while it was going on, the guys didn't change the owners around it. They didn't change anything. They just kept doing business as usual. Um, but no, they, it almost shut down the industry. <laughs> Crazy. Because of, uh, like I said, the expense of them having to change from a bakery over to a slaughterhouse. Um, all the different things you'd have to do, I mean, from the walls and floors in the buildings to hooking up to uh, different sewer systems, um, it it was just just ridiculous. Yeah, you know. So, but um, yeah, they uh, they solicited the help of the two senators, and uh, it was it was finally passed. It, it was about a year before it all came to. So, when's the last time you made a pepperoni roll? Actually, made made a pepperoni roll. Yeah. 1996. <laughs> <laughs> we sold the bakery about 1997, so 1996. That was that was it. That was it. Like I said, I got tired of going there an hour before a, a ball game or an hour before you know concert tickets and things like that. <laughs> so now, were you in real estate at all? Did there did your time overlap? No, never. Okay. No, I I didn't get into real estate until 2000. Okay. Yeah. So, but. Uh, it's been it's been going on since 1928. Incredible stuff. You know, it's amazing that uh, you can your circle can get so small. You know, Morgan has a very big place. The state's a big place, and then the pepperoni roll. You know, I've been eating since I moved here. I'm from Seattle. I didn't know anything about it till I moved here, and then lo and behold, you know, the very source of it almost is sitting in 
your backyard. What'd you think when the first time you had a pepperoni? That's roll? a great. That's exact oh, question man. I wanted to ask. Well, you. so I think I had a bad experience because I'm a, a big bread guy, and if you know, and I buy a loaf of bread, I I give it like the pillow feel. Does it fluff? How is it? Is it squishy? Yeah. Um, and it was really dry. Uh oh. And I I probably didn't eat one again for a few years. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. So. I, my first experience was not a good one. I was like, well, I don't know what the big deal is about this. <laughs> so, and then some of my friends, you know, they're like, well, let, let's try it again. And they got me a better one and yeah. it got better and better. So, yeah. so for me, it needs to be like a whole, almost like an amalgam of everything is just one substance. So you, you like the ones with the pre-cheese in them and everything or? I don't know. What does that mean? That's a roll with they, the cheese inside. Yeah, they put the cheese and the pepperoni in. Oh, I don't think it has to be that so much, but just the bread needs to be not like a really airy bread. Like it's dry. Like more, more solid. I like bread. more doughy bread. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, and that's why I make. That, and that's the potato. Yeah, the potato yep. bread I think really works well for that um, yeah. texture for that. But anymore, I mean, most I know it's deviated. Lisa, <laughs> you can't see, but Lisa's just shaking her head at me. She's so disappointed in me when well, I say you this. Know, between the slices and the bread, I'm just like, guys, <laughs> no, no. But but taste gonna... change and, and perceptions change, and so, you know, I, yeah, you know, th- things change over time, and and you know, while maybe not purely traditional, I guess in that sense, um, but I think that it. Very well. So that's a debate rages on, I guess, is that is what is the true pepperoni roll like that? And you go to you go to somewhere like Philadelphia and, and really the question is, is it with whiz or without whiz? You yeah. know, and, uh, you know, so those kind of things, you know, haunt those other places as well. And it's the same same thing here. That's Stick right. or slice. That's right. First thing, you, you know, a true north central West Virginian. When they're talking pepperoni rolls, and first thing out of their mouth, stick, stick or, slice. or slice. Well, even when the bill was sitting there, you know, on the house floor a few days ago, that was someone brought the set and said, well, is this going to include the stick or the slice? And they said, well, that's not up for debate. And that's no. right. And so we're actually kind of jumping the shark with all this talk here. So the, the pepperoni roll is now the, what is the actual title for the pepperoni roll now? It's the state food. I believe right? it is. It is yeah. now the state. state and food. so they've been trying to do this for a couple of years. This isn't like a new idea all the way around. They weren't able to get it done, but it is now done. So it is a time for celebration. It is. Yeah. Well, what was what happened, what took so long was there was a, I forget what it was down in the southern part of the state, that the southern part of the state wanted it as the state food. I forget what it was. I don't recall either. I don't either, but that like that they wanted a different debate. item. Yeah, they wanted a different item. But well, what would it have even been? Um, I don't know. I forget what it was. But everybody up here is like, nah. You know, if we can copy, uh, I what, do know what's his name for a second. I'll Google that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah or Jamie. But uh, but I do know that um, a few years ago too. I believe it was uh, two thousand sixteen or seventeen. Is when they had um, they put my grandfather with the pepperoni roll in the archives, West Virginia archives. So I think that helped boost the pepperoni roll becoming the state food. Hopefully, it wasn't a ramp. I hope not. Well, I hate to say that, but I'm not particularly fond <laughs> of ramps. Okay? I, love, I love ramps. I just lost oh. ten listeners right yeah, now. From you that. definitely did. <laughs> you know, we haven't gotten any hate mail up until now. We have. Now here, here it comes. comes. Like someone's someone's typing it up right now. Yep. Well, but uh, but you know, pepperoni is kind of those things. You know, I you know uh, I do have some Italian heritage back in there, mixed in a little bit, although it's not really a big part of it. You know, um, part of what we 
identify as, I guess, but growing up, going hunting and stuff, you always threw a piece of pepperoni in your, uh, in a plastic bag and threw it in your pocket. You know, it was just always something you had to eat. And so, um, yeah. and, and from what I understand, you know, that was in the old days too, back in the old mining camps, you know, they would take a stick of pepperoni, um, or some type or salami, you know, yeah. which it is just a type of salami to some degree, pepperoni yeah. and a piece of bread. And so you know, they were eating them both separate at that point in time because, you know, it would sit in your lunchbox and wouldn't spoil by lunchtime, you know, so you had a piece of meat there um, and bread. And then someone got the, the wise idea to put them both together, which is incredible. Well, like I said, a lot easier to carry down in the mines. You could eat one-handed. One-handed, especially back then where they didn't, you know, going to the end of the mines back in the 20s and 30s wasn't the same as today. You know, and that's exactly right. A lot of people kind of forget that people spent 12, 16 hours a day on their bellies shoveling coal in, in, a, in a shaft that wasn't four feet high, you know. Um, and so there's, a, there's some really hard work that went in back then, some very difficult times um, for people. And um, what a comfort it is to have something decent to eat. And we think about those times when food is really such a big comfort to you. Um, and I would have to say that would probably be one of those times, certainly. Yeah. I can't find anything on a Google search. Biscuits and gravy, buckwheat pancakes, and then ramps and fried potatoes. But those wouldn't even kind of cut it. <laughs> they, th those don't, they, they don't come to the, the, the top. They definitely don't. While is, good things, all, good things all, all of them are all good themselves, definitely do not compete with the pepperoni roll. Yeah. Well, that's good stuff. We got anything else you want to finish out? Um, it's a day for celebration. That's what I got to say. So go out and get a pepperoni roll. Go to Country Club Bakery down there um, and get a pepperoni roll. Or anywhere you can get a pepperoni, grab one and, and eat one in honor of West Virginia. Absolutely. Well, Lisa, I'm excited we got to talk to you about this. Yeah, it's been a fun topic yeah. and conversation. And like I said, my grandfather started it, Giuseppe, and then my father, Cheech, uh, which was his nickname. His real name was Frank, but everybody knew him as Cheech, ran it for all those years. Well, a few things say West Virginia more than the pepperoni roll in and of itself. So it was a great conversation with you today. It's great to learn a little bit about it, and hopefully you learned something out there, too, about the pepperoni roll. We want to thank the Cranberry Hotel again for allowing us to use our business center out here today. We had a great time and uh, really appreciate the, uh, the amenities they allow us to use out here. So, a little side note, too. I've noticed I tend to do the intro. You tend to do the outro. And it is kind of the way it goes. We're developing a style. That's right. All right. Good stuff. Thank you.